Hey there, Offgoers. Muse here, and before we get started with this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast, just wanted to make a few announcements. This week's episode ran a little bit long, so we split it into two parts. Today's uh, the first half, and tomorrow morning I'll be uploading the second half. We got Kill Bill on, and he brought his friend Shane along. We shot the shit, talked about every fucking little thing, so we went on a little long. But also, um, I was going to point this out before we got all the comments pointing it out, which I'm sure we would get. At the time we recorded this episode, there was only the one... Double XL cipher out. Now there's like three. So we know. We'll, we'll talk about them next time. Yeah. We're in the future. We are the future. Uh, yeah, we are the future. Um, we are future. I'm going to put my thumb in her butt. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic, <laughs> Muse, and special guest. Kill Bill. What's what's bracken, kids? Oh, it has been a minute. People have been asking, and here he is in the flash. It's Kill Bill. In the flash? What the fuck were you were you trying to come up with a joke there and it just didn't work? Well, he's not in the flesh, it's just audio. In the audio, it's the <laughs> Yeah, that's why I didn't say it. <laughs> Whomst audio is this? <laughs> Whom's guest is this? <laughs> oh my well, gosh! Good guys, we've been talking for a minute now, but let's act like we haven't been talking for a oh, minute. Oh well, everybody on Patreon can hear all that gold. We were talking about fucking Kevin Smith, and oh my god, I don't even fucking remember what else we went for like forty minutes. But yeah, if anyone wants to hear that, it's uh, just one dollar pledges to either of our Patreons, and you can hear all the deleted shit. So that that's on there. For for the highest tier, for the highest bidder, you can hear our opinions on Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, the that's movie. right. <laughs> Dude, we've been going so for so long. I don't remember that we even talked about Mortal Kombat and fucking Street Fighter movies. But yeah, that's all. That's all in there. All that gold. It's just such a busy week. So much has gone on. There's so much to discuss. First off, I just wanted to bring this to your attention, guys. I don't know if you'd read this. Native American porn. No, not that. <laughs> Even more groundbreaking. That sounds pretty groundbreaking, dude. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about your thing, and we're going to get back to that. Most viewed video on YouTube, okay? We've got a new one. We've we've got a wiener overtaking um, Gangnam Style by Psy, which was the previous most viewed video on YouTube. Would you like to take any guesses as to what the highest viewed video on YouTube is? Is it Baby? Like Justin Bieber? That was the one before uh, Size. Oh. Does it involve Does it involve uh, All Star by Smash Mouth? Surprisingly, no. It actually doesn't. I'm really disappointed. It's for the family. For the it's family. for the family. We did it for, for the, the family. family. Kendrick Lamar? No. Wait, is it that Wiz Khalifa song? Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, is it the fucking, uh, it's been a long ride or something yep. like that? Yeah. Fucking Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. Are you serious? Damn, I haven't yeah. even seen it yet, dude. dude I haven't seen it. Everyone's talking about it. Like, what the hell? Wait, wait, wait. Cushion Orange Juice is a classic, man. You can't say that, dude. You can't say that about Wiz Khalifa. It's uh, it's only a few views away from three billion views. Why? Three billion. Three billion. Man, yeah. did people love that song that much? Dude, I just want to know is is Wiz is Wiz Khalifa a real wizard? Is that song our uh fucking 
we are the world or whatever. Like, is that our, <laughs> uh, uh, is that our Mariah Carey and Boys to Men collaboration? I'm saying that Gangnam Style should have been our We Are the World. <laughs> no, because, like, back in the day, uh, there's a song that Mariah Carey and Boys to Men did together that was, like, on the charts for longer than any other fucking song. Like, uh, it, it's somewhere in the 90s, if you look, it was number one for, like, three months or something like that. Just to give you a frame of reference, it makes it sound fucking incredible. Wiz Khalifa, almost 3 billion views. It's only got a couple hundred million more views than uh, Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. And even um, Despacito by Daddy Yankee isn't too far off. Okay, maybe I've just been out of the loop of like reggaeton and shit, but like I haven't mm. heard of Daddy Yankee since Gasolina. The only reason it's like that is because Justin Bieber is on it. Oh, I didn't even know. Daddy Yankee has a song with Justin Bieber? Uh, Bieber's on the remix, which is the only one that's getting any radio play. But yeah, it's everywhere. Okay, so 1996 was like the year of like one song being number one for months on end. Oh, yeah. Okay, so look. 1996, uh, One Sweet Day was on the charts from January all the way through March. Then you had Bone Thugs and Harmony... Which was number one from May through uh, early July. Then you had the Macarena by Los Del Rio, which was number one. Oh from my god! August yeah. to November. I can see that one. Wait, oh, hold on. Which Bone Thugs song was it? Uh, Crossroads. Oh yeah, I could see that. That was a lot. That was I, a lot of classics. I mean, I'm not calling the Macarena a classic, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's like a timeless. <laughs> there were only nine number one songs for the whole year. <laughs> Damn, dude. I'm glad that for once in my long history of um, uh, making reviews and commentary on music on YouTube, I'm f I finally predicted something correctly. Uh, in a video a few months back, I made a video about Mo Bounce, a song by uh, Iggy Azalea. And she even had a social media thing where it was like, hey guys, post your twerk videos with hashtag Mo Bounce. And she thought it was gonna like promote the single the single didn't do shit it didn't do very well it didn't chart high at all and now uh def jam is saying that they will not release any more singles from her album Damn. wow <laughs> well, you know what you know what dude that just goes to show you man that even if even if i go out of my way and make a twerk video for mo bounce that it won't it won't do shit you know and i i did several you guys didn't I see thought, it i thought you had the golden touch I do. I mean, I was told. I was told by many experts that wear lab coats that I got the golden touch, but I guess not, man. The golden twerk. The golden twerk. I didn't even know that that was a song, dude. Like, I haven't heard anything about Iggy Azalea since, like, everyone hated her. Oh, it's terrible. Including me. Okay, so I wanted to talk about the Native American porn thing, right? We got to talk about porn. Last time we talked about porn, uh, uh, well, last time I was on here, we talked about porn. We talked about the SpongeBob uh, giant <laughs> porn thing. Oh my god, that's right. That's true. I don't know how we got on that topic, but we got it. So let's talk about some porn, man. Let's get okay, into the so, nitty gritty. Yeah. So I, I, I posed a question. I said, you know how there's a lot of race based porn out there? It's like, ever notice how Native American interracial porn isn't a big thing? It was like, and I said, like, yo, no one's really trying to touch that. You know what I'm saying? 
And, of course, now, someone pointed out to me, like, I, okay, so, I had this whole conversation on Twitter, talking about how, like, eh, yeah, you don't really see Native American porn like that. Then, I posted on Facebook, I was like, hey, guys, because, like, people were, you know, talking to me, and they are like, yeah, you don't really hear about it, because, I mean, Native American women, Native American people in general kind of don't want to hear that shit anymore. Like, we are not trying to be fucking... First of all, there's not that many Native American people. That's the first thing. And secondly, yeah, no one... No Native American person is trying to put up with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, let's do Um, a stereotype of Native Americans for our poor... You know what I mean? Like, black people will put up with that shit. Asian people will put up with that shit. Native Americans... ah, No, no, no. Yo, I really wish... I really wish my roommate was here right now because he's Cherokee. He's Native American and uh, he's like the funniest motherfucker on the planet and he would definitely be able to chunk in his two cents right now and it would be the funny... Oh, man. I wish he was fucking here right now. Now, now my point was uh, people were bringing up to me. They're like, well, what about drawn uh, porn, animated porn? What about... uh, uh, What do you call them? Um, what those, about those, those, those uh, you know, those novels, romance novels about Native what American. About, uh, what about Native American hentai? I'm trying to see that on the on the for the 2018. You know. So someone pointed that out to me, and I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't think about that." <laughs> but I was purely thinking in terms of like casting actual people to do like a, a, a porn of like you know you know how they have like oh. Big Butt Sisters 7 or whatever, like, that's, like, playing off stereotypes of black people. And, like, oh, Oriental Madness or some racist-sounding shit. Porn's hella racist, dude. It's fucked up when you think about it. I got a take on this. Okay. And and it, it might be taking it in, in too serious of a, of a place, but we, we talked about this recently uh, not too long ago about how just in general you don't really run into Native Americans that much. So, like, around the time of the whole, uh, the pipeline, it was easy for people to kind of ignore it because it wasn't really in their face. If you, if you saw somebody and they didn't tell you that they were Native American, you could have, you could possibly mistake them for a different ethnicity, depending right, on, right. you know, appearance. Yeah. They, they could appear Asian, they could appear to be, uh, islander um possibly muslim thing is then if you don't have if you have a person that is native american in a porn how are you going to distinguish them apart without it's going to end up being something racist yeah yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and that's why they're not going to go that route because that's the only possible way they could go is putting a fucking headdress or some shit on Hold on. Actually, I think my roommate's here right now, dude. Hold on. I'm about to go grab him real quick. Oh, shit. We're going to have a fucking special guest. Hold on one second. <laughs> nice. We're on the podcast. Oh. We're on the podcast. Dude, we're live? Yeah. I'm we're on, doing it live? We're doing it live like fucking uh, Bill O'Reilly right dude, now, dude. He's dude. not a piece of shit. Dude, Bill O'Reilly is a fleshy being <laughs> like you and I, and he is... Filled with complex feelings and emotion, we take could a, not take, we're, I'm with the rap critic. Oh, uh, and muse right now. Oh, hold on, pull up a chair, dude. Pull up a let little me, stool. Let me, let me, let me air chair it like back. No, nah, dude, you're I'm gonna be kidding. here for a second, probably. <laughs> All right. All right. Hold on. Let hold me, on. Uh, hold on. Uh, we're we're sharing headphones right now. Dude, hold on. let me just scoot this cot. 
But I did not know how much, because I, I posted that question on my Facebook. Like, first I talked about it on Twitter, and I was talking with people about it and discussing it. And I was like, all right, boom, I'm going to throw this one on my Facebook friends. I said, I, said, I got a challenge for y'all. I got a defiance of Rule 34. <laughs> uh, the one exception for Rule 34 is Native Americans. I said, like, try to prove it wrong. And, of course, some people hit me up in the uh, conversation like, Actually, oh, no. <laughs> there are a lot of exceptions to that rule. And I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and so people decided to point me to, like, you know, um, um, novels and stuff like that that people have written about, like, like you know, some white woman falls in love with the uh, savages or some shit like that. It's just like, <laughs> fucking wow. That, that is, is goddamn horrible. That is just as racist as, as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, holy fucking shit. I was like, well, never goddamn mind. And and they were like, well, if you were to count like animated porn, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of like Pocahontas parodies, whatever the fuck. I was like, yeah, that's true. But, but I would still say no one is doing like live action Native American like stereotype porn on the same level that they do for like black people or no. Asian people. Like if you go like if you go to your local porn shop or whatever, you'll see the area that's like uh big butt sisters nine <laughs> or the Asian section where it's like oriental ass cramming or some, some shit like that some offensive I love, shit like that that's my favorite dude I love oriental ass cramming it's a real classic <laughs> slept on real slept on piece of art that's so what weird. you're saying is is that you think this is, we're gonna quote the rap critic that that there should be racist Native American porn <laughs> no <laughs> not racist race based race based race in space no. Nathan it's, a, it's a fucking uh it's a fucking uh social experiment guys it's just a prank no. bro dude is Matthew it's a prank bro <laughs> it's, no, it's, I just find it I just find it fascinating that like we're willing to stereotype this people and that people. Like, and people will do that job. Like, I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, I'm pretty sure most of the time, like, oh, if this girl's going to do this, like, this Asian girl's going to this porn set, and more likely than not, it's going to be something about, like, stereotyping Asian people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, you know, no Native American... At least for the most part, women are really going for that shit. You know what's you know what's kind of fucked up too. Even if they're not stereotyping, like if it's an Asian girl in a porn, they never just be like like girl gets fucked. It'll always be like Asian bitch <laughs> takes it in the ass, and I'm Asian like school like girl. we can see that she's Asian <laughs> just from the fucking from the thumbnail that she's Asian. You know, like you don't have to describe that, but I guess like maybe it gets more maybe it's like the like like clickbait of porn well because there are people who like that there are people who are like oh yeah i you know what i want to see i want to see you know some asian chick getting railroaded by two white guys because oh yeah my inner racism but i don't want to say it <laughs> you know what Basically i'm saying, you're saying rap but critic like, has said that he wants to see the asian girl get ran ran the train on by two the, white guys 2017 that's, that's the said. quote take it out of context <laughs> everybody gone sexual <laughs> So it's funny. Someone actually, someone responded to me, right? And I was, as I was talking about like the Native American porn rule 34 limit, which I still think stands because there's no live action version of the shit. So, you know, until somebody finds that, like my, my rule still says, so fuck y'all. Um, 
But it was funny. Someone responded. They were like, if there was demand for it, you know they'd cast some ethnic, uh, ethnically ambiguous girl and just call her Pocahontas. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, would that be worse? <laughs> like, I, think oh, that I just be thought worse. about something, though. Like, there definitely has to be a lot of, like, Pocahontas-based oh, yeah. IRL oh, porn. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, Pocahontas. But you know that they, you know they probably like do. It probably is, like, racially ambiguous. Like, I feel like the the integrity of, like, porn casting is probably much lower <laughs> than Hollywood, which is, <laughs> which I'm just saying, Hollywood isn't that great either with that, no. if y'all been paying attention. So, you sure. know, I'm pretty sure they'd be like, oh, yeah, if you're... Dude, th- Matt Damon kinda. was a great Chinaman. <laughs> I mean, it's like, if you look like it, would it okay? Because it's like, you know, who is their audience? Is their audience really somebody who's going to be like, I don't know, she doesn't look Chinese. Let me look up the IMDB to make sure, hey, now wait a minute, this girl's actually Japanese. You know who I just me. Imagine, I just like, imagine like a dude like after he nuts and he's just like, this is a shame. <laughs> this is a real shame. Just like looking... <laughs> Like, I I prefer my porn to have integrity. It reminds me that they used to do that shit in wrestling, too. They, they would just cast uh, Samoans off as being Japanese. Like, ah, people yeah. are going to oh, fucking oh, know the oh. difference. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, is like, a lot of Samoans are really big people, like, like just like they're, they're, they're a broad people. You know what I'm saying? Like the rock Samoan or part Samoan. And he's like a big ass dude. Like Rikishi yeah. Samoan. He's a big ass mm-hmm. dude. And, and they're all the same family. Really? Yeah. Damn. That's true. Dude, Rikishi's the rock's uncle. It wasn't that dude. Uh, uh, uh was it Rikishi's son wrestled yeah, the and Uso died? Brothers. Oh, the Uso know. brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, Umaga. Umaga died. Yeah, the the Uso brothers are Rikishi's kids. Died. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, his like yeah. nephew or something. Yeah. yeah, but um, fucking Yokozuna in the nineties was part of that same oh, family, was, and it was just I never knew played he was off. Samoan. Re- yeah. Well, wrestling's fucked up too, like because they're like they're kind of like they were especially <laughs> like the eighties. They were like super racist. Was Sabu really Middle Eastern? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think he was. I heard him on uh, Talk Is Jericho podcast, and And I'm not saying he's not, like, you know what I'm saying? But he's just like, yeah, I'm from Detroit. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but Sabu never never had an accent, did right. he? Like he was like he was just like he wore the the get he up. He never but really talked that much. He wore the get up, but he was never like his never he never like was like an Iron Sheik. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say the Iron Sheik. You remember there was that whole saga with um, it was like Hulk Hogan versus it was like Sergeant Slaughter. He like defected. He defected oh, yeah. to like the Iran or, or no, the Iran. US. Yeah, and then he. They basically fought the Axis or whatever, and like Iron Sheik, and then the other dude, the uh, uh, Nikolai Volkov, and all that shit. But like one of the best things ever, y'all have to look this video up. It's um, Iron Sheik talking about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he was like, "Hulk Hogan, I will break his back and fuck his ass to humble him." <laughs> to- <laughs> he like spits on the floor. <laughs> yeah, spits on the floor, the dude. Fuck? And he's uh, my favorite thing is like I was saying that shit. Like if I beat anybody in a video game or something, I'm like I will humble him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Break his back, make him humble. Zone needs to take like like the humble out and put fucking Iron Sheik saying humble. Because that shit would be Dude, the I best thing. I never even thing thought ever. about that shit until now. <laughs> yeah. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck the tomorrow, dude. Yeah. Speaking of uh, other controversial topics that people are probably going to get mad at me over. Uh-oh. Um. 
So, uh, there's this whole thing about uh, Tyler, the creator, coming out as gay. Yeah. And uh, apparently he had been trying to come out for like three years. <laughs> but no one What, was he like seriously. dropping subtle hints for years? He had a song, I think, I don't know if it was a real lyric or not, but it sounds like some shit he would say where he was just like, I've been kissing white boys since 2014. Yeah, yeah, or 2004 or something like that. Yeah, some and, shit. And, That's and a lot. Uh, apparently he dropped some... Like on Twitter or Instagram, he's been like posting pictures of like, like cute guys or whatever and going like, oh, the dude on the left is so hot, you guys. And going like, um, uh, apparently he posted some cryptic picture that was like really weird, but it just showed someone like opening a door and who looked like they were like, they colored like a rainbow flag and just going like, is it safe? You know, like shit like that. And so it's just like. Oh, yeah, like, if he is gay, you know, that's cool, like, awesome for him, but we're in the internet age where no one wants to be fooled, uh, so if someone like fucking Tyler the Creator is talking about, hey guys, I'm gay, literally the first thing I'm thinking is, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know? I do and- wonder to an extent, but like... I don't think anyone's gonna go through the trouble of doing that if they're not. Well, it wasn't. It, it was the song, right? That was the the new the one of the songs on the record. He was sitting there talking and that's about. That's what got people to pay attention. But they were looking back at these things that he had already put up like years and years ago. Hmm. Things that you can find right now. Well, I think that he's. I think that the whole thing, the reason why people are skeptical or or of, of or didn't believe him before and never even thought about it is because he would always be saying gay jokes all the time. And exactly. so it was like, just like you couldn't tell if he was joking or right. saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm gay or whatever. And like now that was the thing is like when I saw it, because like I didn't actually know until Muse said something to me and like he tweeted in that DM or whatever. And I was just like, oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing, but it doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's well, just like right. it, it like. I wouldn't look at him any different. You know what I'm saying? It's just the same yeah, thing. Yeah, as like for sure. You know, but it, it, it is I, interesting, though. But the thing that I don't like is, is like, him being, like, surprised that people aren't taking him seriously. Like, because the tweet that he put out was, like, I've been trying to come out for years now and no one's been taking it seriously. It was like, well, <clears throat> you mix lyrics about being gay with lyrics about tying up people in your basement and being goddamn Dracula. Mm. People aren't going to take that <laughs> yeah. shit seriously. And, and, like, it's not like he had a song where it's like, all right, cut the jokes. For real, I'm gay. Like, it was always mixed with a whole bunch of outlandish shit. Yeah, I don't think, well, I don't think that he's, like, seriously, like, like, you know, the way that tweet was, like, worded he's not doesn't make it. over it. Yeah, it yeah, seems no. like that he's just, like, kind of taking it, you know, like, oh, like, you guys didn't believe me, or, like, oh, I'm surprised, or y'all are surprised now. I'm not really surprised. I mean, I think that's a big step for him, and that's great that he's, like, come out and said it. If he is really gay, if he's not, I'm not going to think of any differently either way. Yeah, see, that, that's the thing. It's, like, if, if he is gay, then it's, like, hey, you know, that's really cool coming out, doing your thing. Do you, man? But if you're not, dude, fuck you for, like, trying to take, you know, an actual thing that people have traumatic problems with as a joke. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, and that's I, don't think kinda... he, I think he's grown up a lot. Like, I don't think, cause like, you notice he's like not saying the FAG word as much and no, shit in the fucking book. If this was 2012, I would think it's more of a joke, but I mean, yeah. even since we reviewed fucking cherry bomb, I was able to notice that there yeah. was at least some, uh, maturing, and especially now, like, like yeah, what I was trying to say before, with, what? Yeah, with Frank Ocean, like, oh, why would he do that? Yeah, like, you what? Know? What could you possibly gain from coming out and then saying no, it was a joke? Like, 
there is nothing positive that can come from that because a a lot lot like me and you were talking about hip-hop as a scene isn't welcoming to homosexuals largely yet well well the thing is is people want to act like it's like people want to act like it's like oh yeah well, everyone's accepting a gay people now but like mcconan came out as gay and like i didn't really like i he's kind of like a, a weird eclectic dude so i was just like yeah that doesn't even sort of surprise me he seems like the type of dude that would be like rapping about drugs and shit and also be gay and i would totally believe it you know what i'm saying like like selling drugs and shit and i remember like i was like i was completely unfazed just like the majority of the world would be but then you got like fucking migos coming out here and saying like oh no he didn't sell drugs because he's gay and if you're gay you're not masculine so you're not tough and you don't right. sell drugs and i'm like sitting here like someone like a young thug is someone who who's uh, uh, profiting, I mean, not profiting, but like, you know, living off of the buzz of, who could he be gay? Oh, he's not going to say though, but he's leaving these, like, I just think that's kind of lame. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're going to be that, just be like, yeah, I'm that, so the fuck what? And then let it be out there. But the fact that there's no artist that can be out there and be like, boom, I'm gay in the same strong vein that someone would say, boom, I'm black and I'm proud just feels like it tells me that there's still the stigma there. Oh, yeah. Because it's not like there haven't been openly gay rappers before. It's not like they just didn't exist. It has not been open like that yet. And I hate that people are acting like it is, like fucking Joe Budden, who's like, oh, man, uh, it's not a big thing to, to come out as gay. It's not a big deal. People are totally okay with it. It's like, no, they're fucking not. Because if they were, all these people that are supposedly closeted or whatever would have been out by now. Can we just can we just accept that Joe Budden has bad opinions about everything? Yeah. <laughs> like like everyone's just like yeah, like here's the thing is like I remember growing up like listening like Slaughterhouse and shit and the shit before mm. and I was like damn, I always thought Joe Budden was like such a good lyricist and shit and now I just do not care because it's like it's one of those things like I feel like hip hop really is kind of like identity based. Like it is like you like people because not all the time but a lot of times because you either relate to them or it helps you escape. You know, and then like when that's completely shattered and then you see like the person's kind of a scummy dude or like kind of annoying or uh, like an old fuck who has these views that are very yeah but no like what i'm getting at though is it's like it's hard to listen to him without being like man he is kind of a piece of shit sometimes you know what i'm saying yeah. like no okay so what's funny to me is that joe button actually said this quote on the everyday struggle show he said when do you hear about straight men joking about being gay for years like that and i was like are you fucking serious wow I was like I just put up three quotes from Eminem, like, me and Draven fucking with hats off. I was just checking the mail. Get it? Checking the mail. And mm, Hector, yeah. I'll bisexually wreck you. I was like, that that's not even a random rapper. That's your boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. That's your boy. <laughs> like, that's you don't like, gotta go far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But so I don't like, know. I think I think that about? I think that people just want to fucking like pick out things that like support their narrative or support like yeah. like whatever it is and just to start some shit. Really. Yeah, yeah, and just I to create some. Buzz. I think you can't lie and say that Joe Budden doesn't say wild ass shit, so people will talk about him now because that's like the only reason people have been talking about fucking Joe Budden is because he says yeah. wild ass shit all the time. <laughs> I feel like he's like Charlemagne. Yeah. You know how Charlemagne was like he would say some like he would always like be pressure yeah. artists and shit, but like Charlemagne's and, and just I, like more interesting. I, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 
I hate that shit with Charlemagne though. I hate it when he does that though because there are times when he'll genuinely pick apart someone and be like, oh, that's a really good point. You're pu- putting their feet to the fire on it. But there will be other times where he's just saying shit like just to provoke them. Mm, like yeah. uh, my example was there was a time when he had Kanye West on a show and they were talking about something else completely different and then he just goes, yeah, but I hated Jesus though. Jesus was horrible. Oh, and yeah. He, like Kanye West just like responded like, uh, Okay. <laughs> because it was just like, and you know, of course, people were like, oh, he got Kanye off guard. But at the same time, it's just like, well, it wasn't related to what the fuck they were talking about. So if you, if uh, you randomly screamed in the middle of the conversation, you would have caught him off guard. Yeah. It's just, it's <laughs> yeah, just like, exactly. like, he's just like, okay, so what do you think about this political agenda that's being pushed? Or, oh, fuck your album. What? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like, what the hell am I supposed to say to that? Your pin game shit. but yeah and so now going back to it you know he said um his point joe budden's point was that it's like oh it's not that bad for gay people now these are great for gay people now it was bad back then but it's totally good now and i was like "Eh, i get the strange feeling joe budden doesn't have the best perspective on coming out as gay (laughs) and um you know he says he's all oh y'all got flacked in but now it's no big deal who cares and I call bullshit because, like, personally, I'm sick of this cycle of treating a group of people like shit for years. And, you know, finally, they're, uh, you know, these marginalized group has had their voices and experiences shit on for decades. And then the moment they're allowed to have a voice uh, making that marginalization known, it's, oh, shut up. Who even cares anymore? So yeah. it's basically before it's shut up, gay people. We don't care about you. And now it's you're free to be who you are. So shut up, gay people. We don't care about you. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's basically like, like, it's the equivalent of, like, hand in someone a microphone and be like okay so like like, let's hear all of your grievances let's hear everything and then like after about like like five minutes of them going on about this one thing and then they're about to go on to the next thing then it's just being like all right now you need to wrap it up need to Hey, we gave you a chance. The fact that we gave you a microphone, uh, you know, should be enough. Now give it back. Yeah, dude. It's a it's a real (laughs) shitty like perspective. It would be an interesting topic for another day, but it's it's simply passive aggressive tribalism. But that's that's for another day. That's for another day. (laughs) That's for another (laughs) another time. (laughs) Shane loves the word tribalism. Dude, it's legit. It sounds cool. Dude, tribalism is the most basic (laughs) shit, like it's just the most basic. It's a fundamental. We could help literally everyone in this country. We have the money to be able to do it. The only reason we're not is because the richest people are like, no, I don't, I don't want to give you the, this money. No, it's mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the richest people. And I don't mean someone who's like, oh, a millionaire. Da, da, da. No, I mean someone who, like, I have billions of dollars that I literally throw away on buying golden jets that don't even fly because it's fucking golden, so it's too goddamn heavy. I need that I golden jet. I obviously don't need this money. <laughs> They're just living out their fantasies like, of Scrooge McDuck. I mean, come on. They want to jump yeah, in their exactly. money, bin. Yeah, man. Like, there's literally people out there who... I, I remember reading about this one guy who... Bought the longest limousine, <laughs> but um, <laughs> he, bought, he, he bought the longest limousine, but he couldn't drive it because it was too fucking long to drive or ever turn corners. For some reason, so, uh, for some reason, I thought you were gonna be like the man bought the world's longest limousine, but he couldn't fit in it because all the money he had in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. No, but here's the thing. So you bought the longest vehicle you could possibly buy, but you can't drive it because it's not fit for <laughs> the road. Still wasn't enough space. When you turn, you'd fucking half the car would run into. I a just building. have a mental image of Grand Theft Auto, like terrible driving with yeah, the limousine, like yeah. going through tunnels, like scraping on the walls. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> yeah. We gotta take the like the GPS. The GPS is just like take this turn, take this turn, take this left turn, and it's just like. I just imagine me like SpongeBob's like sitting on the top and it's like scraping. He's just like, "You're good, you're, you're good." good. <laughs> Backing up. <laughs> <laughs> but but not not okay. It's like, hey man, like there's people who literally have no. If you literally just gave that person on on the on the street right there, gave it, d- throw that fucking golden jet away that can't goddamn fly. And just spend a fraction of that on getting that guy just a shotgun shack. So we'll have a place to live so he doesn't get fucking frostbite in the middle of winter in New York or whatever the fuck. And no, no, we don't want to. Just like, huh, really? You don't want to? Why? Not my problem. It's my money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. People say not my problem. Not my tribe. Not my tribe. Yo, I hate that shit when motherfuckers <laughs> say that shit in like things that don't matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It really like it bothers works. me. Like people, yeah, there'll be like, there'll be like some shit like it'll be like you'll be wa- you know, like you'll be walking somewhere and then someone will like cut that person off or something and be like, Oh, that's not my problem or like, oh, so and so like slipped and fell and they're just like, Oh, that's not my problem. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit pisses me off. Because like you <laughs> yeah. can literally just not do anything. And be a better person <laughs> than saying, not my problem. Yeah, that's, like, that's next level <laughs> shit to you. Yeah. You could be a demonstrably better person by just not commenting, just not saying the be shitty stoic. thing that you You could literally say. just make random grunting <laughs> yeah. sounds. Ugh. I would actually probably, like, that point, like, I wouldn't question. I'd be like, okay, well, they got something going on in their day now <laughs> that is way more advanced <laughs> than what I got going on in my day. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 hey, that, and hey, that's not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm gonna do that from now on. Any type of situation, like shitty day at work, some shit happens. If I have to say, it's not my problem. <laughs> so we've been talking about a lot of super serious shit, but we haven't touched on the freshman cipher yet. We got one featuring three of the god what ten, eleven total. Like they're they're spreading this shit out over a few videos. I guess one a week. Is that what they're doing? I remember the uh, somebody was like, I was watching one of them, and it was just like, oh, skip to this second. You know, it was like one of those comments is like, skip to this second, and it's like the best part, and you click it, and it's just the Magnum ad at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was on the Playboy Cardi one, which is fucked up because like I actually kind of like Playboy Cardi as like background music. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Like, I mean, if you really just don't pay attention to what he's saying, you're like, damn, this shit goes kind of hard. And then we actually pay attention and be like, all right, well, (laughs) that's a completely different beat. That's a whole different topic. You know what I'm saying? But no, it'd be funny if the song actually morphed into a different song where you paid attention to it. Like, it's the musical version of those fucking magic uh, eye. (laughs) 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 But uh, so, uh, yeah, there's actually like, it's not just one guy. It's like three of them now. And yeah, it's, a, it's have- a cypher style. I think everyone did a pretty good job. We weren't impressed particularly with uh, Boogie with the Hoodies um, freestyle. 
But I, I didn't think he did too bad in the cipher. I think yeah. everyone did pretty all right. I like I knew about Boogie with the hoodie, and I knew about Kyle, but I've never heard anything from Kyle, like any music from Kyle. I was more because like I like that one song by Eminem. Uh, was it called the Caroline? Caroline yeah, Caroline. I like that song, right? Mm. And uh, so I was just like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm like looking forward to that. But I'm not gonna lie, man, I think I like Kyle the best, dude. When he came in with the fucking superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, dude. that was fucking That's great. Steez. <laughs> he was dripping steez. Uh, and, and you know what? There were parts where he was like slightly messing up on the wording, but he kept going. I was like, you know what? I respect you. I respect you. He was like, I the fuck up. Yeah, what he said, he went to say make. Like he was like, and he was like, ma- like, like, <laughs> come out right. And he kept going. And I was like, they left that shit in there. Like that's real. Like that's like a real cipher. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because like all the the one last year, my problem with it, other than the fact that they picked like the worst beats ever. And, like, none of those guys were cypher rappers except for, like, what, Dave East? Yeah. You know? Mm. Like, like he was, like, the only traditional, like, cypher, like, bars guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, like, this year, I like the beat more. I think they all did pretty good, but I think I think Kyle came through. And it felt more like a cypher, even though it was, like, a, a Sunny Digital. Was it Sunny Digital? Yeah, Sunny Digital. Yeah. Beat. I thought it was funny that Amine's was, like, just all about how, like, you left me for some other guy and you get married to him, but now I'm a millionaire, bitch. <laughs> but, you know, it'll never top, um, who was it last year? Uh, Anderson Pack last year. Yeah, we were talking about that when we had Rav on. <laughs> My son danced like MJ. Like, what the fuck? But he looked Korean or something <laughs> like that. Like, He's yeah. only in pre-K. <laughs> <laughs> like, this shit, shit ain't hard. even related, bro. People got on us because we only talked about the one. We 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 talked about the one. It was designer, Anderson Pack, and Lil Dicky. And people were like, oh, you didn't even talk about the best ones. It's like, well, yeah. See, the thing is, there was like four or five of them, and we only talked about that one because it was like the weirdest one, and because we were really excited to diss designer over. <laughs> but but like that's the most eclectic one because you got Anderson Pack, who's just straight up trolling. You got. Lil Dicky, who it's it's a pretty solid little thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I wish and it then was you longer, fucking got but... designer, and he's just repeating a fucking chorus like four times. Like each one is so different than the other See, one. Here's the thing: if it was just Anderson Pack doing the bad verse, but then everyone else was good, I would be like, all right, that's fine. But the fact that designer was also shit, it was just like, okay, that's taking away the value of having one person doing a joke verse when you also have someone else doing, like, an unimportant verse. You know what I mean? Like, you need something to make fuck for it. Huh? Well, my... Yeah, it was a meme. It feels like Designers was a meme verse. But, but the thing is, the question... Here's the question you have to ask yourself, you just though. the microphone down a- his throat, just like... But the question is, is was Anderson Pack's verse bad if if it served its purpose, what he was setting out to do, which was make a bad verse? Well, it's like, if you set out to lose a race and you win, like, is it like one of those deals? I have this uh, way of looking at rap music is like, I don't even like judge rappers based on their like lyrical ability anymore. I always look like, did they do what they set out to do? Like, that's how I look at it. Like, so, like, like I can, like, I listen to a lot of, like, objectively bad rap music just because, like, I think it's, like, fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was listening to Lil Pump the other day. <laughs> and I was, like, I was really getting into that shit, dog. You know, swag on, or what did he say? Uh, yeah, I... Bitch, I flex Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, you know. 
And I know it's just some dumbass sixteen-year-old who's got way too into Zans way too early, you know. But I also think that that type of music, like he set out exactly what he was trying to do. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'll always listen to Lil Pump over J Cole. In my humble opinion, mm. Mm. I, I said it. That's where you know where. Like last last time I was on here, everybody freaked out on him in the comments. This is the part yeah. where everyone's supposed to freak yeah. out. All the J Cole fans are supposed to freak out on me right now. <laughs> they might. Hey, here's the part where you can hate me now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. I just want to I want to clarify that I don't think that J. Cole is like a terrible rapper or a bad rapper in any by any means. I think J. Cole is like a fine rapper. I just I just don't care. That's like no, I've always I can understand. there is such thing as someone being like competent, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're interesting. Well, I was like my my girlfriend was showing me the um one song uh was it the my neighbors think I'm selling dope yeah or whatever yeah. which by the way I don't know who that is on the hook but that hook's fire like no, I like him. the hook that's him he he always it sounds does that like J Rock to me no he always does that voice when he's trying to do the I'm doing the gangster rap now like that's his voice. So basically, he's trying to impersonate J-Rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, I heard that song on the radio, and it's so fucking weird because the chorus doesn't lend itself well to radio edits. <laughs> because oh, yeah. the fucking line is, um, like, the end of the chorus is just, I think my neighbors think I'm selling... I am. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. I am. It's like bad cutoff. <laughs> I am. I am. Like, wait, the neighbors think I'm selling... I yeah. am. Like, what? Wait, wait. We listen to that song. We listen <laughs> we to that know song, right? Yet. <laughs> so she's like, I want to know what she thinks because she knows, like, I always, I always like to make fun of J. Cole listeners, not because I dislike J. Cole or anything. It's just funny, like, because everyone gets so riled up about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, she was listening to it. She was like, what do you think of this? And I was like, I feel the exact same way that I did before I listened to this song. Like, I felt <laughs> absolutely nothing. Not good or bad. It was just like it was. <laughs> did we ever talk about this song? Did we ever talk about this on the podcast? Yeah, it's because it's um, it's subverting the expectations of, you know, I'm moving to this place. They think I'm selling dope. D- doesn't that make them racist? But I am, though, so I guess it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, because they were right. <laughs> How dare you assume that I'm doing something that I am doing, but still you should feel bad. <laughs> if he, dude, I, honestly, the song would be way better if he literally just didn't have the I am part. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it would be, it would be, it would actually serve a purpose beyond. Yeah, because the whole point up to that point where it's like, you know what, it, it doesn't mean shit. If your fucking president is listening to your shit, but you still got to deal with all this racial shit, it's like I'm finally gathering up the courage to leave to leave my house where I'm comfortable to move out to the fucking suburbs. Now I'm facing all this fucking racism, and my fucking chorus is, I guess the neighbors think I'm selling dope, but I'm selling dope though. It's like, uh, like if it, like I remember we talked about it, it was like if he was saying that is like to represent the music, that'd be one thing, but. He doesn't put that across well enough. And he's ambiguous on purpose, and I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So, like, and the thing is, he has a little part in there where he, where he has a little, you know, don't follow me, don't follow me. And I love that yeah. because it's like, yeah, I can sort of uh, put put myself in the moment of, like, someone walking home. They see the police over to their side, and they're just like, God, please don't follow me, please don't follow me. Like, I see that, and I understand that. So when you put me in that moment of, like, yeah, I'm just an innocent motherfucker just trying to get the fuck home, and someone's bothering me. But then that takes it to another, another level when it's like, I'm a person who's just trying to get home. But seriously, I'm selling drugs and I hope he doesn't find out. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's yeah. like, well, that's different than I'm not doing anything and these people are hassling me. So when um, 
So when you have that uh, that line in there saying, motherfucker, I am, the point that he's doing that is he's doing the, that double entendre on purpose. He wants to have it both ways, right? He wants to be able to have the social commentary song where he's saying, no, I'm just making dope music. <laughs> but he also wants to do the wink and the nod to the dope boys and be like, oh, yeah, but here's that chorus that y'all can sing. Well, motherfucker, I am. But it's just like, well, yeah, but when you try to have it both ways. You can't ways, have both. Yeah, you undercut what the point is because it, he's in doing that in and making it ambiguous. He's trying to be slick so he can have that you know that cake and eat it too. But it's like no, like you should specifically go like I'm not trying to do that because I'm trying to make a point about even motherfuckers who are innocent still have to deal with this shit. You know what I'm saying? But when he has that in there for the double entendre of wink, wink, nod, nod, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the dope boys out there as for us, of course, y'all can sing along to, too, that undercuts the social commentary of what the message is. The thing that's fucked up about it, though, is, like, because, like, I know a lot of people who are really avid J. Cole fans, and, like, I know a few people who listen to J. Cole and they sell weed and they, you know, or whatever, they'll sell drugs, just various drugs, and... Like, they'll be fucking, I'll be around them and they'll be fucking rapping that shit. And they think, like, it's a song. Like, cause they're not, like, really big rap fans. They just listen to shit on the radio, you know? But they'll, like, be listening to it and they'll be like, this is a song about, like, uh, yeah, I'm selling dope. It's not, though. Like, it's not that. Like, it, it, the thing that's fucked up is, like, what he's, we're saying right now, we can't have both, but he is having both right now. The neighbors think I'm selling dope. They're gonna sing along with that. You don't need to put in the motherfucker I am. You don't need to put that there. The dope boys are gonna sing along with that anyway. So why do you have to give into that concession of dropping the, uh, dropping the, the, um, the fourth wall and just saying, but I am though? Going back to what Bill said earlier about doing what you set out to do. Even if it doesn't make an entire sense, I will argue that it sounds cool. Yeah, it does sound cool. So it's still fun to sing along with, and it still sounds cool, even if it doesn't make 100% sense in the context. Well, yeah, I could give you that if one. If you're yeah, going to have that, if you're going to have that part in there, have something in the verse that subverts that idea. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, just because we're making these dope hits. Motherfuckers want to, you know, hate on something like that. Just some sort of illusion. What if he just didn't want to? But that's the thing. I there's a reason why he didn't bring that up. There's a reason why he said that. And oh, just happened to not want to subvert it because he wants that that coolness factor of ah. But I might be selling dope, huh? He wants that paranoia, ambiguity, clout. That yeah, that clout. You need some clout tokens. That paranoia, ambiguity, clout. Token. But no, um. But see, that's that's that reason right there. Like shit, like that. Like what we're talking about right now is why I'm not really a big J Cole fan. So before anybody fucking comes at me in the comments, y'all will anyway. That I do personally like. I think he's a capable rapper, but shit like that I think is kind of lazy, and I think that. It could be better, but he, after years and years of him putting out albums, he still does shit like that all the time. You know what's funny about the comments section is that when we had Rav on, people got on his case about, fuck, what was it, Lil Dicky? They got on him about, uh, fucking, I remember he brought up Soldier Boy at one point. <laughs> Hobson was the big one. Yo, I don't the give a fuck. The funny thing to me wait, was. Wait, wait, can I just kind of say something really quick? Yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Motherfuck Hobson. I don't, like, like, y'all can get mad at me about that one. Hobson is the cheesiest fucking most 
bland ass rapper to me, dude. Somebody can get on my fucking ass about that. I just don't care. South Park character. He's just yeah. He's like a South Park character. Like he's like a caricature of himself. And like like I'm not saying like he's like a bad person. I'm sure he's a great guy. I just love South Park. Hey, I love South Park. Yeah. The one thing he had said that didn't get nearly as much of a reaction as I thought it was going to. I think only one person responded to it, and we even said. We'll get back to that, and we never did. <laughs> was when <laughs> when fucking Darren mentioned Vic Mensa, and Rev just goes, "Man, fuck Vic Mensa," and then never gets yeah, back to it. I never asked him about shit because I talked to him afterwards, and like I, I was, wondered, I was reading all of the comments to him, and he was like, "Oh, I haven't even looked at him." Like I know they're probably fucking heating up, you know. And I was like reading them yeah. out, and I was just like all the ones about, oh yeah, that the, my favorite was the one about X, and he was just saying oh, he can't keep his dick in his pants because it's in Rav's mouth. <laughs> and like he laughed oh, so fucking hard at that comment on the last fucking time we had him on he just randomly said fuck kill bill and we were like no so i thought it was just something like that i just thought it was like uh you know just fucking around so i wasn't even hey, gonna yo, entertain Rab, it dude he a bitch for saying that shit there it goes. Wait, he's so, been a bitch yeah, you, you know mm-hmm. you want, you want to know why i was silent because there was like oh shit is this that moment where this is the only reason why we're gonna be like internet famous i don't want to talk over him because i want the audio sound bites to be clean <laughs> all i'm saying is Fucking Rav, Rav, he play kickball with Russians. But yeah, fuck Rav for the strongest minute. I think I talked to him uh, yesterday. He uh, was going to Spain, or I think it was today. I don't know. Everything's Thank running you. together. But he's going to Spain for a few days or for a week or something because that's like I think he has like goes with his family out there sometimes because he's in London. He's gonna so, be chilling on the beach, drawing memes. Drawing the memes. He's got the best memes, dude. I don't know if y'all know. I lived with Rav for a little while, like when I we were doing. Remo- he basically oh, made me so, do my so first album. So what you're album. saying is, so what you're saying is, when you guys eventually have your beef, there, there's gonna be that lyric where he says, uh, "I used to let. What, I remember when you used to sleep on my couch, and I had to beg a bitch to sleep in your house." Now it's all about memes. You copy my style. <laughs> Dude, I really wish me and Rav would actually, I don't actually wish this, but it'd be a really entertaining beef because I feel like we know each other so well, like from the time, cause he stayed at my place for like three months. Like he went from the UK over here and uh, we were working mm. on um, Ramona, which was the album I put out in 2014. It's my first album or mixtape or whatever you want to call it. Body of songs. Um, but yeah. yeah, he basically like forced me to, to complete it. Cause like I was sitting on a whole bunch of music, but, uh, yeah, dude, we used to take synchronized shits together and shit, man. It was like a townhouse and on the top, uh, on the second floor, it was like, there's a bathroom and then there was a, uh, like there was two bathrooms, but they were connected by like a shower room, mm. you know? And so we would sit there with the door shut, but the walls were thin enough to where you could just like yell and you could hear the other person. And like, he would sit there and like, we would both be like taking a shit at the same time. And he would sit there and like be fucking like playing drums on the wall. And then I'd be like freestyling. Okay, my in my the question room. is, how did you find out who, how did you first find out that, by shouting, you could hear someone in the like when someone was like, "Oh man, this shit is something fierce." Yeah, no, it was. Well, the joke was, it was like the first time I was like, "Yo, I'm about to take a shit," and he was like, "Yo, me too, man." And I was just like, "Okay, word." And then we're both in there, and I was like, "Hey, Rav, brothers for life." Yeah, we're sitting there talking <laughs> about you know our shits and how those are going. 
it's gonna be like that heartbreaking Childish Gambino <laughs> song uh, to, to the boy I used to take synchronized shits with <laughs> This week's episode is just too long, so we're going to have the second half going up tomorrow, including more with Kill Bill, more with Shane, and the Patreon-requested album reviews, so so check that out. Hey there, Offgoers. Welcome back to episode 117, Already in Progress. We posted the first half yesterday afternoon, so you can check that out on YouTube, SoundCloud, or on iTunes. Uh, In the second half, we continue our chat with Kill Bill, his friend Shane, and we move into our Patreon-requested album review. And if there is an album that you want to request us to review on the podcast, it is a one-time $40 pledge to patreon.com slash muse. And in addition, there's also a 30-minute deleted segment with Kill Bill, myself, and Rap Critic that we recorded before the podcast actually got started. And if you want to hear that, that's on our Patreons, too. Just got word. Now, uh, this goes back to an old going off episode. Breaking news? Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino prepping new movie tackling the Manson family murders. Oh, my God. That is a callback. Dude, we fucking spent such a break on this podcast months ago, maybe even a fucking year ago at this point, talking about just the fucking... The Manson family murders and the um and the uh, Sharon Tate fucking that whole thing. Ultra violent film about weird fucking cult. Yeah, I listened to um I don't know if y'all know who I'm talking about, but I fuck with last ca- last podcast on the left like super heavy. Love it. Um, but they do uh they do like well not just like paranormal stuff but also like serial killer stuff and like stuff about the occult and stuff and it's really funny it's got henry zabrowski's on it from uh he's on adult swim that uh your pretty face is going to hell yeah they got like ben kissel on there and a couple other people but anyway yeah like they have this whole like three-part thing on uh the manson thing and there's so much like interesting shit that i did not know about they do their research man yeah fucking the oj one's really good too yeah but the 9-11 one's really good, too. Like, not even on some conspiracy. Like, there is the conspiracy shit, but, like, just the overall, like, body of work, like, yeah. breaking it's it like down. Yeah. Th- it's like three parts. It's like one part's the day. The next part is, like, the, the um uh like, political, like, shit that came along with it. And then, like, the third part was, like, the crazy, like, conspiracy shit. Like, aliens. And, like, like, all this other shit. But it's really good. So, if y'all ever ever check that out, last podcast on the left, I'm plugging them. They don't even know me. And I'm plugging them, dude. Better get a shirt out of this. (laughs) 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 I think this would be his first movie that was ever, like, about a real event, though. Usually... Cause, yeah, because I could see his, I could see this being mm. yeah I could see this easily being like kind of offensive you know because like all of his movies are ridiculous and exploitative and whatever but you know they're not based on real people. Kill Bill's based on me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Part one and two. Oh, remember that one time when your ex? Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Women, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when you had mentioned uh, getting a free T-shirt, that reminded me of uh, something we were meaning to talk about on the show weeks ago or something like that um the going off podcast wants to embrace capitalism at some point in the future and branch out (laughs) into uh into merch and uh this is basically us just saying to the audience um you know our you uh you know our names look up our number uh you know our twitter you know our facebook 
let us know what you would uh, consider buying. Not what you think would be cool, not what you'd like to see, but what you'd actually consider buying, because there's, there's a big difference. I've, I've put the call out before, like, what would be cool shirt designs, and they give you tons and tons of shirt designs, but then it's like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't necessarily buy that shit, though. <laughs> I go buy that shit, but you know. So cool. I mean, <laughs> at, at the very base level, we're thinking stickers would be the easiest thing to produce. Fridge um, magnets. <laughs> fridge magnets. Uh, Keychains. Fidget you, spinners. I want to see. I want to wow. see. And this is the thing that me and Rav are talking about doing. And mm. you guys can steal our idea. Uh, we will Japanese, jump on that bandwagon. Absolutely. Yeah. Japanese Daikikamura uh, body pillows. And on one side is Muse, and if you flip it over, it's Rap Critic on the other side. Dude, you if you wanted to order a small, you could have mine, and if you ordered a large, you could fucking get a Darren-sized. It's all for preference and body shape. We don't want to leave anybody out. Mm-hmm. I just imagine you being, like, extremely, like, like I mean, I've met you in person, but, like, what, what if you were, like, three feet tall? What would my pose be? And like, like, and like on one side is like the size. full the one side is like the full one is like the 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 full size body pillow and if you flip it over it's it's you and you're like you're just like dangling from the top and there's no bottom to it you know what I'm saying <laughs> like you're just holding on to the cliffhanger yeah like, the cuddliest of muses car suction cup doll just hanging off. <laughs> 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 like, what would my pose be, though? Like, would I be doing, like, the sort of anime shit where she has, like, the one, the index finger up to her yeah. mouth, and she's, like, oh, yeah. like that? Uh-huh. And like- you would have, like, uh, like anime blushing, like, photoshopped Ooh. on your face. <laughs> your eyes would be Yeah, notice yeah. me senpai eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I-, I guess I would just look irritated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would be a sundere, is that it? Sundere, sundere, I don't know how to say it. I don't speak Was that what that is? <laughs> that's, a, that's some weeby jokes right there for y'all. People, uh, whenever they see videos, especially the one we had posted um, for the Soldier Boy review, when we're like standing side by side, because when when we're doing the, the cliche reviewing a thing on a fucking motel bed thing that everyone's on at least once in their content creating lives. We're sitting and you can't really tell if there's that much of a difference in size. But when we're standing up in the fucking doorway, people are like, oh my god, I didn't realize there was such a size difference. But oh yeah, there definitely is. I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. I think Darren's got a good like two feet on me or something crazy like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I don't like think when, when I was with y'all, I think uh, I think Darren was sitting down the whole time. Yeah. Like I don't think he stood up like at any point because like I came over to y'all at the desk and like I think you were kind of like in your. I, I didn't want to like you looked like you were doing something. Or you were talking to someone. And I didn't like go over there. Yeah, we were trying to get a whole bunch. Yeah, of shit and so I wasn't like up. trying to be like annoying, but I remember you had some like fireball in you or something. Oh yeah, and you were like <laughs> so a great I, I person was drunk, to talk to. Also trying to set up. Y'all shit. talked about that was the time y'all talked about what was it? Uh, uh, Macho Man or something? Like yeah, the career. Macho Man yeah. album. Oh, that shit was fucking legendary, dude. We talked briefly about doing something else live. We're just trying to figure out like a like a venue, I guess, or so, someone that would actually be willing to willing to have us. It's just I don't know if the fucking convention is the way to go about it, and we might need to be start thinking outside the box. Hey man, uh, if you guys ever, if you guys ever want, uh, uh, you know, we can meet up sometime. You guys do do a live thing, and then I'll do a show at the end, dude. It'll be lit. Let's get it cracking. I'll be the hype man for both. 
Yeah. Shane, Shane does ad libs while we're doing fucking the podcast. The podcast. He does a uh, uh, Pastor Troy ad libs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> have y'all ever heard that song uh vice versa by by pastor troy i remember that song i think that was the one song i heard from him and i was like all right yeah. no pastor troy is a fucking legend like in that sphere of music but it's just like it's just like it, that one song where he's just like what if this was like this instead of it being like this he's just like Okay, listen to the song. Everybody, people are listening at home. Go listen to Vice Versa by uh, uh, Pastor Troy. But the thing that's entertaining about it is he... It, like he does this ad lib at the end where he says yeah and at first it starts off like yeah but then by the end of the song it gets louder and louder at the end of it he is just shouting yeah at the top <laughs> of his fucking lungs yeah yeah a, a song that I was asking Darren if he had ever heard and I was going to bring it up on the podcast was a song Kiss Kiss by uh, Chris Brown and T-Pain yeah, yeah a classic it's like from 2008 the kiss kiss the thing I wanted to bring up was the intro to the song because I'd never heard that before um it's one of these where they used to do it a lot I don't think they do it so much anymore where it's like they pose it as someone's a, a DJ and someone calls in and like a skit. yeah it's like the a little Pablo skit. formula yeah, like Petey Pablo. Um, oh yeah, let's take some requests. Um, yeah. There was a few of those, but the one, the weird thing that sets Chris Brown's apart is that in this one, it's T Pain is the DJ, and this guy calls up, and the guy uh, T Pain, yeah, T Pain, and T Pain goes, ah, so what's going on, man? And he's like, everything's going wrong. My girl ain't treating me. Uh, she ain't doing the things she used to do. And T Pain just goes, hey, well, I got the thing for you. The new song from T-Pain and Chris Brown. And in the background, you hear the guy in the phone just go, Wait a minute, what are those boys going to do for me? And then at the end of it, he just goes, Argh! And then the song just starts. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What if it was just like, my, my girl, she ain't treat me right. She ain't treat me right. What am I going to do? And he's like, well, I got the thing for you. I got Chris Brown. And he just goes and beats his girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Damn it! It's a great idea. Thanks, T Pain. I just like I, he's on the phone. I'm like DJ, <laughs> DJ, this is an assault. I'm going. You're going to jail. How do you make him stop? He bills him <laughs> for it. Oh my god! Wait, I'm looking at the video. Why is he so sweaty? I don't know. Sweaty. They he's sweaty because his girl is sweating him. They went to McDonald's, bro. <laughs> the date didn't go right. They went to McDonald's and the date went awry. <laughs> the, the date went awry. You got fucking overalls Wait, the on. The date went awry. Fucking black, <laughs> fucking black Farmer John over here. Farmer's only job. He's just bouncing back and forth. Why is he bouncing? Damn, dude. That just gave me an idea. Shane just gave me an idea. I'm about to do the fucking uh, FarmersOnly.com dating anthem. You don't have to be lonely because it's from something. Okay, okay. <laughs> what the hell is this? Bit? Okay, okay. First of all, the, the like the vocals with the guy aren't They're even bad. synced up to the no. guy talking. So like him bouncing back and forth <laughs> seems like a tactic they use to like mask the fact that it's not like synced up. You know. <laughs> um. When is Petey Pablo gonna come back and make a fucking record like like for the 
Oh, at the end of uh, 2000 and fucking never. It's about fucking time. <laughs> I was listening to Freak a Leak the other day because I was showing. Sure. It's a fun fact. A fun fact that uh, I read this in Scratch Magazine back when that was a thing. It was like a producer magazine. It only lasted like two years or something. Oh. But, okay. You know, Lil John. He produced Freak a Leak. He produced Yeah by Usher, and he produced Goodies by that, yeah. Ciara, like or Ciara, mm. Ciara. I always say Ciara. 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 Anyway, Goodies, <laughs> and um, so apparently those were all done in the same project file. If you listen, the drums, what? the tempo, everything's the same, right? And he just like oh, had di- he did like interchangeable me- melodies. You know, in different keys and stuff. And he was showing them to different people. He was like, hey, what do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? And everyone was like, I really love all of them, you know? And he's like, shit, I wasn't yeah, expecting and him to like all three. he sold because all of those songs are number ones, right? And they're yeah. all based on the same project file. And, had a I, and I learned that, right? And like, this is when I was first getting into producing and like DJing and stuff. And like, so I made this like DJ mix that was all three of those songs. And you can just like press play at the end of every one of those songs. And it sounds like a perfect fucking mix. Like, it sounds like, like right at the very end, like, you know, at the very end of the fucking uh, Usher by, uh, yeah, by Usher, it has that little ding at the very end. If you just press it right there, it's like the yeah, exact yeah. same tempo, same key, everything. Like, but yeah, he made like a well over a million dollars off of like each of those songs or some crazy shit. There was that controversy with the producer who wrote the songs uh, Halo for Beyonce and then basically gave the exact same thing to Kelly Clarkson for a song. And oh. they both came out like... Is no one like vetting They this both shit? came out like at the exact same time. And people were like, these songs sound identical. Even to where like Kelly Clarkson and Beyonce were like... Why the fuck did you give us similar songs? Like, even they were a bit bummed by it. Dude, that has happened way too many times in the music industry. Is literally no one, like, checking no. this I shit? I guess not. <laughs> no. That's like that song, uh, what was the whole thing with, like, remember, like, Blurred Lines? And, yeah, like, yeah. they had that, they, they lost oh, that yeah. thing. I don't know, they were saying, they were basically saying, like, that they stole... You know, it was a Marvin Gaye thing. Yeah. But like, was it actually? Because I remember listening to the song and I was like, this only sounds sort of similar. And I was it, just like, it doesn't sound enough like it, in my opinion. Similar. It's like the same chord progression yeah, and that's it. But you I can't say bullshit. that. I'm a big believer in like sampling and I feel like that I'm, I'm like a fucking a madman or something. But like, I've always like thought that like sound is sound. And like, I'm of the sky the thought that if you're not ripping someone off, like if you take someone's drums and completely like repurpose it, you know, and it's unrecognizable, then you shouldn't have to fucking pay for. I ain't paying for nothing. Oh, uh, but yo, yo, Muse, you gotta watch this video. The fight. Oh, okay, Versa. hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's distracting. I love how it keeps going back to him in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that's really fucking annoying. What do you mean, dude? That shit's <laughs> hard. Fire. That was fire for the time. That beat yeah, is you know, scary. Y'all can't lie. Y'all can't lie and say that beat's not kind of hard, though. The beat's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It, it reminds me of uh, there was another thing from that same time period. Is the fucking kiss kiss that song? Um, Apologize by um, Timbaland and oh, uh, yeah. Warner Public. It's too late to apologize. Yes. There's. There's this sample that plays in the background, but it plays way too frequently to the point where it gets really annoying. It's that, yeah, 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 yeah. 
It happens so many times. That's like a that's, that's a thing that that's a thing that like Timbaland does though. Like, cause I remember there's that song. You know that song "Put You on Game" by the Game and Timbaland. Mm-mm. Well, it's a song. It's a song off of uh, the first. I think it's off of the documentary, the first Game album. Oh, okay. And uh, dude says, or like you know, like. Like, there's this one vocal sample, and it sounds so hard when it first comes mm. on. It's like this, like, <laughs> sample, and it's, like, so fucking hard. But then by the end of the song, you're like, this is fucking annoying. Like, he's getting, like, spread wow. out enough or something, you know? Yeah. And then it's got randomly, like, you know, like, you know, it was, like, a big trend for producers to, like, interject. Like, they had, like, Lil yeah. John, Swizz Beats, Jazzy Faye, like, all these motherfuckers would come DJ in. DJ Khaled. You know, and, like, Lil John, I felt like that, like, worked because that was, like, his thing. You know, but um, mm-hmm. with uh, with Timbaland, it kind of worked too because he was just rapping on it. But he had to like throw his in his little like eight bars in at the end, and it's him just like go ahead, yeah, yeah, L- like on that fucking um, what, what was the name of that song? Uh, um, uh, Crimea River, where at the tail end he's like, uh, I guess I did what I did. I yeah, yeah, now. basically. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's like the damage is done, so I guess I'll be <laughs> <leaving>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Uh, oh shit! I fucked up. Well, Who do you guys uh, think was the most out? annoying of those of those uh, producers that would come in and like they would like, hijack the songs? I gotta say the DJ worst Khaled is DJ Khaled. Khaled's Khaled's pretty because bad. He doesn't do anything. Like he did, he produced records, but he didn't. And that's produce the thing. That's what pisses me off so much because he doesn't do anything. Like at least with other people. No, no, no. At least with other people, it's like. Not well, yeah, kind of. He's like a ditty. Like he he puts <laughs> yeah. together he puts together collabs, and then he like looks down on motherfuckers who actually make beats. And he's like, I I'm a good producer. I do this. But anyway, but no. Um, have you heard the new fucking DJ Khaled song that where just like I've never heard a DJ Khaled song that straight up jacks a whole fucking like riff or a beat, but it takes the um that song that Santana did that uh. It's like I thought they were riffing off of uh, Wu Tang Clan and nothing to fuck with. Oh, it, you know? It's like a whole fucking segment of a song, and it's just smack dab in the middle. And then he just fucking does his like "We the Best" or whatever, and it just like repeats like twelve times at the end of the song. It's one of the most obnoxious songs I think he's ever put this out. This is my thing with DJ Khaled in in doing shit like that. Like, I don't care that he sampled whatever, like, you know, it's like, obviously, like, the song's kind of whatever, right? Like, it, it is yeah, what yeah. it is. But, like, like, okay, I don't mind DJs, because there was a trend when, like, mixtape DJs and stuff were becoming, but I don't no, mind I, that yeah, shit. of course, of course. But they produce well, no, not the necessarily. Beats. Hold on, hold on. You I know? still think, like, I have, like, a tremendous amount of respect for people like DJ Drama, not because he produces beats, because DJ Drama does, has never made a beat in his life, right? But it's because, like, he comes on there, and you'll listen to him talk, and it's like, he hypes it up in a way that makes you go, like, oh, shit, this shit's about to be tight. You know, he, like, I remember he also used to be like, Mr. Thanksgiving, like, we, he's like, yeah, I remember this one part where he was just like, you know when I knew I was born to do this? He was like, when I was fucking 10 years old, my mama told me this, and then this happened, and this happened, and this is what got me here today. Lil Wayne, let's get him. You know what I'm saying? It'll be some hard-ass shit. Whereas like DJ Khaled literally comes on and fun fact, I had the first DJ Khaled album, Listen, the one that came out like when I was like 16. Yeah. And he produced like two songs on that record. He never produced anything after that. And they were both like East Coast joints. He did that song for Beanie Siegel and Jadakiss. And like that shit is a hard ass beat, but it's nothing like the rest of what 
he makes. My thing is, it's like literally for his albums, he could have recorded everything that he has said maybe like three albums ago. And then all he does is just like, yo, I like that beat. Throw that vocal sample that I did yeah, three years exactly. ago over it, where I say my name and I say iconic and colossal. <laughs> yeah, he's basically a collab <laughs> manager who just knows enough people, and like now he's like a brand, a meme, if you will. So like now it's like people be like, yeah, I want to be on the DJ Khaled album. Whereas like before, even on the Listen albums and stuff, I feel like it it was like a legitimate. He really did want to make an album that was like really good and he got together a bunch of rappers that he fucked with and producers he fucked with whereas like now i just feel like it's like a it's like he's hosting a tv show and let's just like throw these people together and i'm gonna fucking yell over it and that's the song you know what i'm saying dude it would be better actually if he treated it like a tv show like imagine if like in between they had skits where he was like interviewing the guy or maybe like his his silly shit that he does yeah. on Snapchat or whatever and that be would like be oh cool. that'd be pretty cool I don't know if this counts as people hijacking but one of the most obnoxious I remember back a few years ago was fucking that uh, J.R. Rodham character oh yeah <laughs> because no, at the beginning not. of his fucking songs he would have three samples that he would put at the beginning of all his songs he would have him go J.R. then he would have another one that would be a Bam, 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 bam. And then he would have another one because it's his record label that would go Beluga, Beluga, Beluga Heights. <laughs> yeah. And which is worse when it's a fucking uh, Jason Derulo song. Now you got those three and uh, Jason Derulo. So now you got four things before the vocals even start. Yo. That was my shit back then, though. <laughs> It's like, they don't give a fuck about this actually being a song. It's literally just, remember who I am, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing is with uh, with, with JR, you know, he, he, he falls into this, like, category of producer at the time that I really dislike, which is, like, the white guy who does coke but wears a suit. <laughs> like, oh, like the Scott yeah. Storches. Which, by the way, if y'all want to see something sad, look at what Scott Storch is doing right now. Scott Scott, Scott Storch. Storch. What Scott Storch is doing right now, dude. He's, like, he's doing, like, EDM music, but it's, like, some shit that sounds like it would have been on EDM, like, three years ago. And it's, like, just hard. Oh, he looks like a douche. Oh, man, it's hard to look. Because he, he blew all of his money on cocaine and fucking expensive cars. And then, like, instead of reinventing himself, like, that's the thing I think producers need to do. They need to reinvent themselves every once in a while. Because you're going to get stale unless you make something that's, like, super timeless, you know, that's going to be a thing that's always going to be came to you like a Dr. Dre or something. Always you know? learn. But even Dr. Dre reinvented himself. I don't ever see Scott Storch ever becoming like this chart topping dude because of the type of music that he makes. Like, let's just like look at this stuff that like Scott Storch produced. He produced a lot of songs for like 50 Cent, a lot of songs for like, who else? Who else did he do? And, and they also, uh, he, I remember he produced for Sean Paul oh, and Beyonce. Oh, yeah. that Baby boy, you've been on my mind. Because his beats always sounded like that vague, generic world music sort of thing. It's basically, know? like, it just makes me think of, like, gentrification Dr. Dre. <laughs> like, I thought he was gentrification Timbaland. Because, you know, like, Timbaland will take a foreign beat and make it sound cool. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just think about how he flipped. Um, remember Ugly by Bubba Sparks? And uh, uh, <laughs> what's the name of the other song? Missy Elliott's Get Your Freak On. Do you remember those two songs and how they yeah, sounded? Great fucking beats, dude. Yeah, they sounded almost exactly the same, but they were fucking dope. <laughs> 
Hell yeah, dude. Well, get your freak on. That's like a fucking. That's a. That's a that classic. was like one of the first rap mm. songs I ever heard. Dude, that and shit I is remember a being like, "This shit's fucking ugh, crazy." Oh, do that's you, on the video too, dude. Do you know how much how little he gave a fuck? In the Bubba Sparks ugly video, there's literally a point near the end where they go back and forth between the two beats that uh, sound exactly like almost exactly alike. I'm not even bullshitting with you. Yo, speaking of uh, Missy Elliott. You know that one song uh, where she says, like, you know, back it up and reverse it, and then it's, like, in ba- I guess backwards, you know? Like, I always thought, like, would it be funny if, like, they go to, like, reverse it, and she's like, nyop, dip, 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 and then they, like, fucking, like, reverse it, and it was just like, Bush did 9-11. <laughs> I didn't think anyone was actually going to do it. I, how sad was it when fucking Missy Elliott came back? At the Super Bowl with Katy Perry like two years ago, had to go on fucking Twitter and to a whole new audience that had like never heard of her because like she hasn't been like relevant like in the top hits or whatever yeah. in so long. To had to tell these people, hey, check out my catalog on iTunes if you're not aware of who I am or whatever. Released a new fuck single and like like nobody gave a shit. It was even produced by fucking Pharrell and it didn't do shit. Oh yeah. yeah, but it was dope though. It was a it's nice hard, song. man. I didn't even hear it. I didn't even hear it. It wasn't bad. You can't just throw somebody out there and be like, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is the, that person." Afterwards, you gotta build them up. Like, gotta yeah. build them up. And like, I know that it's like obviously for for people like you and me or us, like we all know who the fuck Missy Elliott <laughs> is, you know. But like, fucking Jared. You Johnny know, on the block. Johnny old the block, dude. <laughs> he doesn't fucking know anything about Missy Elliott. And you know what? He's just really, really psyched about that little pump record that's about to drop. <laughs> I'm looking at the recommended videos on the on the side of uh, Bubba Sparks Ugly. And the fucking title card they got for D12 Purple Hills is just one of the dudes in clown makeup. How is that going to sell anybody on the single if they don't know who <laughs> d12 is put eminem in the fucking title card well yeah of course like yeah they should have they should have because like it's not just that but fucking eminem did the fucking chorus on that song it'd be different if like bizarre did the chorus they should put bizarre on the front but i mean still like i don't think know, they should put bizarre on the front even if it's his fucking song of anything no dude bizarre's <laughs> a beautiful man dude He's a beautiful man with a beautiful spirit. I was listening to King Gordy the other night, like, because I was in, like, I was on this, we have, like, a Discord channel, it's, like, the Exo Chat, like, everybody who, like, fucks with, fucks with us, and we are in there, and, like, we were talking about, like, obscure rap music, and, like, King Gordy came up, and there, there was a song that he had with, um, Bizarre, and it was a diss to Justin Bieber, and this is, like, when Justin Bieber was, like, 14. Oh, shit. And, like, the whole song, the whole song is about how they're gonna have sex with Justin Bieber, huh. and it's real weird to listen to. King Gordy's a fucking good bar, like wordsmith, but like it's just like when he does shit like that, I'm like, this is a little creepy. Like I know it's horrorcore. His problem is that he doesn't have a good flow, and it's like a like it's basically his style is Eminem without anything that makes Eminem interesting. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's yeah. just like, okay, I, I I can already hear this from the other guy who's on the song. I don't need to hear this. And then, oh, you want me to listen to a whole album with just this motherfucker? Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially because, like, all the King Gordy shit I had heard was fucking, like, like up until that point was all acapella. And that's just him, like, yelling. And I was like, damn, this shit, it was all the fucking freestyles he does. Which, his freestyles are fucking phenomenal. Like, they're really well done. But, like, on a record, it's just like, no. Like, it just doesn't translate the same. You know what I'm saying? 
It's like a lot of people that are like that. I feel like they're like really good or like um, rappers that you put them on like um, radio shows and shit and like they'll fucking bar it out and you'll be like, damn, that shit's hard. And then like you never like want to listen to a record because they don't they're not rapping on those type of beats or like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's like how I feel about with the with the cipher or whatever. Like I'm looking at this and I'm thinking like, wow, you know, we shit on Boogie with the beat, but he's pretty good here. But it's like, is everything else I hear from this guy going to be like this, or is it going to be like the stuff I heard when we were first checking him out and I wasn't all that impressed by him? This is my problem with Double XL. Like the 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 way they've been doing it lately is like I don't mind them doing acapella stuff but like one they need to like get in a room that's not fucking like that's actually like good sound because like for one they'll, they'll be rapping yeah. and it won't sound good because they're using these fucking shitty room mics yeah and then on sure. top of that half of the time like okay for example like x mm. like you know no matter what he does that he's not gonna sound like and i didn't really mind his cypher but it doesn't sound like anything he's ever done because it's all based on the beat and it's all based on the production and like him like the yelling from the yelling to the singing to any of that shit it doesn't sound like anything like that and it was the same thing last year like kodak black had a fucking verse and it's like if you did that over a beat i'm sure it would sound like better you know but instead it just sounds lazy and like he doesn't have his vocal dubbing or any mm. of that cool shit and they're putting all these dudes who are not that type of rapper in situations where like they're like oh yeah you're a rapper let's see you bar it out and they're like not those type of people i just didn't see like why would you ever want to why would any playboy cardi fan want to hear playboy cardi spit without a beat so this week's request was made by shy gal and uh if you'd like to do a request go to our patreons or our well wait just our patreons (laughs) i don't know what the hell i was was gonna say you want to try that again, pal? <laughs> Fuck y'all. Alright. So this request was made by Shy Gal. Uh, and if you'd like to also do a request, you can go to either one of our Patreons. $40 pledge. It, you know, you got an album you wanted to listen to. Just get, come on over here. Get, come on down and come over. Don't be and, shy, gal. <laughs> <laughs> What what are you what are you even worried about? Just come on down. It's a forty dollar one donation pledge, and oh, mm-hmm. well, all right, let's get into it. So, yep. so this- it's time in uh, times infinity by Watsky. Yeah, and, old uh, familiar face, Watsky. Mm-hmm. I remember last time we reviewed his album. I can't remember what we thought of it, but neither I do re- I, which is not a good sign. I probably, <laughs> uh, with that in mind, I probably gave it like a three or a three and a half. Yeah, I, if I, I had to guess. That. He's one of those guys that kind of really came up in the sort of like um, the 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 mid 2010s, the uh, early to mid 2010s sort of like, mm-hmm. oh look, it's a white guy who's really good at rapping, sort of thing. Um, and I mean, there was such an influx of kind of like white rappers in the kind of like the pop radio sense. You, you know, you had like Spose. And Mac Miller, who we reviewed that one time, but we lost the audio, and we're not doing that again. But <laughs> he kind of stood out because it was like I hate to make it, I hate to break it down with like race, but like he had skill compared to the other um, more well-known white rappers. If if we're yeah, gonna break yeah. it down like that, he had a flow. Uh, he had the speed rapping thing, which always gets people's attention. Mm. Um, 
And I remember compared to Cardboard Castles, which is what we reviewed last time, um, I don't know if there was really a lot of maturing since that album. I mean, it was only like, like uh, maybe like a couple of years older than uh, Times Infinity, so I don't really expect too much of a change. It's basically the same kind of fare, uh, same thing you could expect. Um, and in which to say, spoiler, I would probably also give this somewhere between a three and a half and a four. Um, you know, I, were... I disagree with you. I actually saw a lot of growth on this album. Did you? Yeah, um, as far as experimenting with, with flow, because like, he knows that's what okay, his yeah. big thing is. And I think he does a lot of things that are really fun, that makes uh, the flow really enjoyable to listen to. It was kind of like a Tech 9 thing, you know? Mm. Um, there were so some like, exceptions, yeah. Yeah, like like uh, Springtime in New York. It might not have been my favorite track, but it was interesting how he was just sort of flowing on the beat and trying to do different you know what I mean? Just different mm-hmm. sounds. And, and in a way that, like, I could imagine going to a concert, and if he had the presence for it, like, really enjoying it, you know? Yeah, um, we we had, um, oh god, what was it? There was another song uh, later called uh, Don't Be Nice. Mm-hmm. That be nice. kind Don't of be nice. <laughs> went, like, back and forth with, like, the length of the of the bar you know he would like do a full and then he would kind of like cut it off real fast or like then the next one would be like two words like that was pretty cool yeah, um yeah. and as far as like the beat work some of these were really fucking cool there was one uh chemical angels i want to say yeah that was a really good one yeah that had like this re- like the production on the fucking drums on that song sounded so fucking good like that got my attention right away and you know, I don't mean to say, I don't mean that to take that away from Watsky, but there were some tracks that got my attention more with the production than they did with him, per se. But there were other songs that um, that I thought he did really well on. Um, when we first started talking about it, and you had mentioned that the opening track was a sequel to a song from Cardboard Castle's uh, Tiny Little Screens Part 3, yeah, or so- something, Little Screens... screens. Yeah, tiny glowing screens. Tiny boxes? Tiny (laughs) bubbles? I don't know. Um, It was kind of weird to have, like, a sequel song open an album. But honestly, if you didn't even call it that, you wouldn't really know. Yeah, it doesn't really relate to, you know, the original song. So I don't understand why it's like that. Yeah, I don't know why you need to go that extra step. Like, oh, well, I already did... It twice. Gotta have a trilogy. Maybe? I don't know. He does that even on this album, too. He has three songs that are kind mm-hmm. of part of a... Like a three-act thing. But I did like that. But what I don't like about the first song is that it really sets things up badly. Because I don't know if it was just me, but I could barely hear him in the first song. Like, I was fighting to hear just what the hell he was saying. And it, it was just overpowering, the beat was. Um, I really didn't mind. I really liked that song and um, something that the album does, which is interesting. And I'm not sure the the practicality of it in this day and age where um, the beginning of the first track and the end of the last track. If you're not listening on Spotify, because then there's a bonus track that fucks everything up. But... (laughs) It has, like, street ambience, like, street sounds. So, if it 
repeated itself at the end of the last track and went back to the beginning of the first track. Yeah, yeah. It would loop itself. Now, the ser- the CD player in my car does that. When the last track is over, it goes back to the first, but now there's cars that don't even have CD players. And if you're listening to it on an iPad, on an iPod or like an iPhone, it probably won't do that. So, I'm just trying to figure out when it would happen, like when it would work. Well, what what I didn't like about that last song though is that it cut it off so soon. Like there's four minutes of just street ambiance. I hate that. I didn't. I didn't like that. Yeah, that annoyed the hell out of me. Like you can do that, but maybe make it like the last minute or so. Not. You don't need to do that. Yeah, exactly. You can have I- the first minute of the first track and the last minute of the last track, and that's enough. I get it. Yeah. Um, no one. But- yeah, no one's listening through four more minutes for the CD to repeat. They're gonna hit the next button and go back to the beginning. Exactly. No um, one's putting up with that shit. And, and I really liked Pink Lemonade. I loved how the beat shift happened in that song. That was kind of genius. It Like, it starts off with a normal beat. Then you sort of hear this, like, 50s sort of thing come in. But then it completely switches by the end. It's just like, what? It's like, wait, d- did we go through two songs? What? <laughs> that he one, pulled that- the fucking Timbaland. All right, here's the switch up. Uh, and switch yeah. it back. <laughs> now, um, I, uh, man, I didn't. Uh, really? I, pro- I, prob- I probably said this on the last album too, but man, Watsky's attempts at humor make me cringe so fucking hard. He's um, not a funny guy. Like I, I pink, thought- le- pink lemonade, beat wise and all that. That's one of the instances where it's like he's not the main event. He's not the star attraction on that one. And what the fuck is the song? Oh, the song before it. Um. What was that song? It's Free Time in New York. Yeah. Uh, no. I did not care for those two. No. I didn't care for those two, and I didn't care for Going Down. You take those off the (laughs) album, it's probably not... I I probably would have gave it a solid four, maybe even a four and a half. But those in particular... Yeah, no, Man, I totally feel you on that. Man, get the fuck out with that shit. Especially on an album where you have songs like Stick to Your Guns. How are you then... Only yeah. a few songs later, gonna have a song like fucking going down, but we'll get to both of those in a minute. Pick one, dude. I can't. It fucking Dan Bull did the same shit, where it was like a couple songs that were super serious topics, and then there's other ones where he's doing wacky voices and like stop. Yeah, and the thing is, it's, it's jarring. So, it's so ridiculous to have it back to back that like the silly song comes first, and then you have the the serious song, and like. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be laughing now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and, and it's so, like, it's just not set up in a very good way. Like, you know, sometimes what people will do is I have the chorus come in, lets you really know that this is supposed to be serious. But with this, it'll, like, it'll start with the verse, like, immediately. Here, we went from the silly song and the silly chorus immediately into the first verse where he's talking about, like, wanting to hit himself. And it's just like, well, this sounds like it's supposed to be a joke. And then halfway through, you're like, oh, oh, you're serious. <laughs> Well, at least that was spaced out a little bit, though. It was, yeah. Um, because Brave New World was in the middle of it. Another good song. Um, yeah. But going down, like, the first two verses, I could feel it on the sort of like, hey, Run the Jewels being, out, uh, you know, outlandish with the sex with the sex talk and shit like that about going down on chicks. But then verses three and verse four, it split it up because 
it didn't make it about like how much he liked going down on dudes or whatever, like, or fine if that was a thing. It made it about how uncomfortable he was with the idea and how like, well, I guess at some point I will. And it, and it was just like, it was just really odd. You know what I mean? He went about it really weird. Like if you're doing some type of like exposure therapy or what's that called immersion therapy you know like oh this one thing really freaks me out so i'm gonna fucking really just overexpose myself to it so it's not weird to me anymore but the way he went about this was it made me uncomfortable with like dude i don't think this is really gonna go well yeah it like the humor that you already don't like is kind of amped up to 11 because it's times infinity <laughs> thank it's you op- it's yes it's an <laughs> awkward t- <laughs> motherfucker uh, but it, it's an awkward topic i get it and so he uses humor to try to like work around it but it's just in such an odd way where it's like i i can tell you're uncomfortable too you know what i mean and so it's like well we're both uncomfortable so why the fuck are you even making this up <laughs> You know, like uh, he said with the um, um, uh, uh, just to give you an example, he says, uh, so let's say you're okay with your lips around a cock, but you still can't wrap your mouth around the final money shot. Don't give up. If the nut is what truly makes it foul, then just give him a close, just give him close to busting and hand him a paper towel. Yup. No gravy on your chin. Yup. Everybody wins. Like, do you get what I'm trying to say with the sort of like. It feels awkward on both ends. Like, he feels awkward talking about it, and I feel awkward listening to it. Like, it would have been better if he got a chick on here or something like that, and have it about, like, or got a gay rapper or something like that, and had him talk about, like, oh, hey, I like going down on dudes or whatever. You know what I mean? If you're going to do the sort of, like, two sides of the coin, it made it sort of, like, going down on chicks is awesome, but going down on dudes is weird. You know? And it's like, well, if you're trying to do that dichotomy, play it up to someone who would actually enjoy going down on dudes, you know? It's really... To me, it kind of sounded like if you had a white guy on a song and then all of a sudden for two verses just randomly started talking about, man, um, I I can't imagine all the injustice and things I'd have to face as a person of color. It's like, yeah, you're right. You can't imagine it, so don't. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking leave it to someone who actually has had those experiences because it sounds really weird and forced coming out of you. Yeah, especially saying shit like, penis, penis on the wall with those well-proportioned balls. God damn it. Well-proportioned balls? Like, what the fuck does it... How do you know what well-proportioned balls are, Watsky? (laughs) Are you the expert? Has that ever been a thing that people have, like, talked about? Like, (sighs) the size of his balls are perfect for the size of his penis. Like, that's never been a thing. And, And here's the thing. Here's my thing. So he says, uh... At 13, I was in my bedroom fucking stuffed animals. Uh, mm. So why couldn't I get sexual with a man at all? If I could bang an inanimate object, can I jam the crotch of a man in my jaw and softly massage it? It's just like, um... Not even closely related. Yeah, those are d- two different things. <laughs> you being a kid and, like, humping a you know doll is different from being intimate with someone who wants you to put your penis in their mouth. That's very different things. You know, one doesn't involve, like, another human person. Just go up to anyone who has ever used, like, a fleshlight or something, right? And then just been like, 
oh, so so those things work pretty well for you? It's like, yeah, it's all right. It gets the job done. Cool. So, like, you ever thought about sucking a dick? Like, what? <laughs> like, it doesn't go from one to the next. What would make you think it does? Like, I, I, I guess I... Like, what he's trying to say is, you know, hey, the reason why there are so many people that... So many guys that don't want to you know, uh, experiment with their sexuality is because of social conditioning. Like, I feel that on one level. But on another level, you know, some people honestly just have their sexual preferences. And it feels weird to be like, hey, don't be so weird about it. Give sucking a dick a try. And it's like, some motherfuckers don't want to suck a dick, goddammit. <laughs> it's like, it, like, I feel like if you tried to twist it on the other end to be like, what? You're gay? Come on, just give eating some pussy a try. It's just like, don't try to change people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and I understand that it's a lot harder because I'm pretty sure gay people have more likely had someone go like, hey, why don't you just give eating pussy a try and da da da. But at the same time, like, the reason why that is not something you say to somebody, you know, to, to ask them to go against their sexual preference is because... It's a very sensitive topic, and let motherfuckers like what they want to like. You know what I mean? It was this song that most encapsulated the so trying to be like an Eminem type thing that really got under my skin. So you're saying you're saying he, it's offensive, uh, or, or no, no, no. Like if he's gonna do something that's offensive, go full tilt with it instead of sort of like. No, I'm I'm actually just talking about like like the style. Like some of the lines in this kind of sound like some bullshit you hear on fucking encore album Mm. uh, era Eminem. But then there's then there's other songs on here where like the delivery and the style is very reminiscent of like like super aggro Eminem. And it's like, I'm not saying two people can't have the same style or whatever, but there were some points more than others where it sounded pretty derivative. Well, what I like about him is that he focuses so much on trying to integrate his flow with the beat. And so when he does that, I'm I literally, my head can't help but like bob to it because I'm like, oh shit, he's in this shit, you know? Um, like where it falls apart is with songs like, um, oh, oh, Midnight Heart, where it had a killer chorus. And, like, the first verse was cool, but the second part, it just felt like he was, like, grabbing for rhymes and stuff like that, so it just sort of fell apart, and I kind of got to hear, like, this is what, this is when I don't like him. But on on the lovely thing, Sweets, those are possibly, like, my favorite ones, because, like, uh, the conversations, oh, no, Knots, the one where he's literally just, like, f- flowing with a classical, uh, a classical piece, like a classical like piano sonata. I was like, this is really cool. And I was like, I would love to hear more of this actually. <laughs> you know, like him just sort of rapping with the beat as as it switches up and slows down and gets louder and softer. I was like, this is so cool. I want to hear more people experimenting with this. Um so yeah, and, and you know, it hit, uh, on conversations talking to his dad about, you know, death and how like, hey, you know, it's all going to happen to us eventually, but you know what? It's not coming for a long, long time. So enjoy your life. And I was like, that's a cool message, you know? It's like, yeah, you know, we're all worried about death, but like, don't forget to enjoy life. It's like, that's a message that people need to hear, you know? Um, and that's the thing. Like, there are lots of brilliant points on this album, like the stick to your guns about school shootings. So the first verse being like from the perspective of the shooter, the second verse, the second and third verse, basically people, the people who exploit, 
um, the shootings afterwards, like the news. It's so clever. I think that song is so fucking clever. And I was like, I was like, yes, this is. I wanted to hear you know more moments of this, and now I, I definitely appreciate the the fun moments. Uh, I appreciate love letters, which is the song where you could construe it as being about like you know at first being uh, dedicated to the person that he loves personally in his life, and the second verse. I mean, uh, and you know, you could also construe it as being like him saying that he loves his fans, and then it's also saying that he loves his influences. You know, he names them at the end, and I was like, this is really cool. Um, it felt kind of random where he was talking about like 86 bitches, 86 cups of lean. I was like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> this is also two albums in a row where Watsky got my attention by featuring artists that I already enjoyed. Um, on Cardboard Castles, he had Kate Nash on a song, who you can see in the Netflix uh, Glow series, which I also suggest people check out. Um, and on this album, with uh, Stick to Your Guns, he had Julia Noons, a artist I've been following on YouTube since 2010. So even long before anyone suggested that we talk about this album, Stick, uh, Stick to Your Guns was a track I was already familiar with because I saw she was on it and I listened to it a while ago and I, that song stuck with me because it, well, pardon the pun, because it was so clever and I liked the feature and yeah, just like a witty way of tackling a very serious subject that I thought he did really, really well. And for the most part, I wasn't too disappointed, like, with that setting the bar, um, especially for the first couple tracks. It got corny pretty fast, uh, like, before it, before it got better again, but, um, yeah, I, I, I thought um, Stick to Your Guns is probably one of my favorite, if not in my top two or three, just because I like how it's so sweet-sounding for how horrible oh, of a yeah, thing it's it talking is. about. It yeah, it's so, it's so tongue-in-cheek, and I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, overall, what was your rating? <sighs> you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four. If, if I can overlook the really fucking weak moments, in my opinion, um, it's, really only, uh, it's really only three tracks I'd be like, I can do without these. And even then... Pink Lemonade is only like so-so. It was it wasn't as eye-rolly as uh, Springtime in New York or Going Down, but um I guess my only other criticism would be that and I know people probably aren't a fan of us saying this by now, but it's a little long. <laughs> <laughs> um even if you did take out the bonus track, it's still over an hour and like 10 or so minutes. And that's 70 fucking minutes of of straight one dude for the most part. And I don't know, man, that's just so hard in rap, especially because especially when you got so much speed rapping, it gets a little exhausting. I, I feel like there wasn't too much of it, but the stuff that I because he experimented with the flows and sort of had part songs where he sang and stuff like that. So I, it wasn't just like straight. It wasn't like a Joe Budden album where it's like, here's eight minutes of me rapping. All right. Now, here's another song of eight minutes of me rapping. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. So I, I felt like it was. Uh, I, I give it a four. I felt like it was. Um, I felt like it was really engaging. It switched up things. Uh, I, I enjoyed some of the funnier moments, but yeah, uh, going down could have been left off. And uh, it was an interesting experiment, but I didn't need to listen to the springtime in New York more than once. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, 
So, yeah, I give it a four. Overall, great songs. I think you're going to find a lot of good stuff that you like off of here. It's just like, I find, as I listen to this, I I hear someone who took a lot of time to make sure his flow sounded really good. And it shows, and not only that, there are actually interesting topics that he talks about as well. And the stuff where he is just rapping, it's really fun to just hear him go and, you know, where he takes it, you know. So, you know, I I, I love moments like that. I, I felt like it was a solid enough album where it's like, I would never want to say to somebody like, no, you're not doing good enough if they presented me with something like this. The only thing I would say is like, yeah, just take out the cornier moments. You know what I mean? Like, I understand you're trying to like joke, but it's like, there are moments where it's just like, come on, that wasn't. If you like what you heard and you like the idea of us going in depth and talking about our opinions on an album that you personally like that you might think people don't give enough love to or if there's just an album you'd like to hear our opinions on, it is a one-time $40 pledge to either of our Patreon pages. That's uh, patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. Just shoot us the 40. You can do it either uh, credit card or PayPal, which makes things a lot easier. Uh, and once that payment goes through at the end of the month, uh, you're just added to the queue. It's first come, first serve. And uh, we review your album in full, completely, honestly, and candidly. So be warned. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if this is your first time listening to the Going Off podcast, thank you very much for checking us out. Uh, you can hear all of our old episodes on SoundCloud and, and iTunes. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes. That's a pretty easy way to get them as they come out. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you very much to uh, Kill Bill and his buddy Shane for joining us. It's always a treat to have them on. It was a lot of fun uh, conversating early. We have a bonus segment also on Patreon for people pledging a dollar or more. Uh, We went for like almost 40 minutes of talking about different movies and wacky shit. So if you want to hear that, that's on Patreon as well. And until next week for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. I'm the Rap Critic. And if someone's coming out, dude, let them fucking come out and let them enjoy coming out, man. Like, don't fucking start on them being like, oh, so many people have already done it anymore. Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. You know what? It does. It does. The fact that you feel compelled to say that it doesn't matter means that it does.